Currently, Alabama is up nine to six at halftime. Low scoring game. Do you uh, see the uh, Star Spangled Banner? No, I was watching the game, but not not that part. Yeah, it's okay. It's like Vince Gill's ex-wife or wife, one of those. I don't know if it's current or ex or something. Hmm. Decent or she do okay? Uh, she's okay. She was okay. They they she had a nice uh, introduction. She's like a nine-time. Something winner. I don't know if it was Grammy or something, but she had a pretty decent resume. Oh. I was pretty shocked. I never for someone I've never heard of. It was like Natalie Grinder or something like that. Nat- Natalie Grimes. I thought maybe it was the Dixie Chicks lead singer. Natalie, Natalie Mains. Mains. Yeah, yeah. Natalie Mains. <clears throat> I don't think they would let her do that anyway. After you know. Hey, quick talk, topic before we get into the Cowboys. Did you happen to see Dirk's uh, jersey retirement? Uh, I did. I did see a little bit of it. Yeah, I didn't watch it live, but I saw the. Um, what Bleacher Report had on it. Okay. I watched it on YouTube. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was uh, emotional, I could tell. For... I didn't know he had three kids. No, I didn't either. That shocked me. Yeah, I didn't know they were that big. I knew he yeah. had some kids, but I didn't know they were already that big. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. Um, I like the fact that a lot of people showed up that he played with. I thought it was a, yeah. a nice you know, showing there. And uh, I thought Jason Kidd had a couple of funny lines, yeah. you know, especially the we're offering 10 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, they're on a six-game wing streak now that yeah, uh, Luca's starting to Luca's back, kind of heating up a little bit. Yeah, you didn't have a triple double or something. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he like did a, a good one or something. Yeah, it was. Um, he had 14 rebounds, 14 assists, and I forget how many 22 points I think it was the other night. So, pretty good. <clears throat> All right, let's get into it. Another blowout Enough victory. With the Star Spangled Banner talk, I guess. Another blowout victory. Yes. Uh, 51-26. This is our fifth game over 40 points. And I I got this thing that listed here. Well, first off, predictions. You had 31-17. A little bit closer than what I had. 24-17. I thought it was a closer game. But, you know, when we talk about these games, it's well in advance. And we don't typically know what personnel is going to go in during the game. So that was kind of hard to look back at on and say like yeah the, the Eagles are going to pull basically everyone yeah. including Jalen Hurts and then we rested a lot of guys on defense but not Our on offense, offense. Was fully loaded. yeah offense was uh, minus Tyron Smith but so that's why I got I got this heading of this topic is screech pump the brakes like again because we're beating up we beat up on a lowly opponent and we also they were yeah against scrubs yeah. like they're against but really nobody's. what are you supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, it's their job to stop if this. I get it. If you play that team that's going to put that team out there, and you're that much better, and blow them the hell out of the water. That's what they did. Yeah, it, but it goes back to what I mentioned last week. It was We're 6-0 and against NFC East, and we're 6-5 and against the rest of the league. 
So we can dominate these guys. Plus, if you look at four out of the five times we got over 40 points, they were against NFC East teams. So the only one, it was... You uh, start in your division, right? 41-21 Eagles, we beat them. 44-20, we beat the Giants. 56-15, uh, Washington football team. 51-26, to there's the Eagles recently. And then the Falcons is the only team that's not NFC East that we scored 40 over, 43-3. to and that's it. We put up 30 on some other teams, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, 30, 30 burgers. By far the highest scoring team in franchise history, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, looking good. Still number one in offense yeah. in the league. I mean, you can't deny the, the points, the yards. They're all there. I was a little shocked how uh, long they kept Dak in there. I, I've got that. Got yeah, I've got that listed, too, because I've got to come back to that for sure. It's okay. one of the coaching decisions that I uh, didn't really like. There's a couple of reasons why, but... Um, yeah, Dak had a couple of back-to-back nice throws. There was one to Cedric Wilson and then to CD. Um, then followed up with a throw that was behind Wilson on third and three. And it's just uh, it's, it's weird. He's just Sometimes you see these throws and you're like, man, that's a beautiful throw. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's one that's like, what the hell? Yeah, when he threw the CD, that CD caught behind him, but then he was able to get some run after the, the catch. Yeah, is that, that the one where he, where he took a shot? CD took a shot, and he, said, and he, he stood up going, and kept yeah, going, powered was all through CD. it. That I was like, was wow. Well, well behind him, but he made an adjustment, made the catch. And that, the old saying is, if it touches your hand, you should catch it. I think momentum might say something differently, but he, he adjusted and made that catch. So. Yeah. That was nice. There was one thing that really annoyed me in the, in the game. It was 11.27 left in the second quarter. And I think I, I don't know if I sent you the screenshot or maybe I, I took a screenshot of it. Um, we ended up having to burn a timeout, which would have been a little bit helpful. But the situation was that the clock was running down. Actually, I can show you here. It's 10-10. Mm-hmm. You had said that to me, yeah. Yeah, and there's six seconds on the clock. The ref is standing over the ball, They're right? They're trying to get, get him out of the way or something. So they usually want to do that to prevent, like, if – if you're changing out guys, they have to have the opportunity to change their guys out. And yet, there's six seconds on the play clock, play clock, and the ref is standing over the ball, which is preventing Dak from snapping the ball. He runs out of the way at like two seconds, which then doesn't leave us any time. Yeah. But then we had to call a timeout. I'm like, why? Why was that allowed to happen? I could see McCarthy kind of griping at the yeah, refs on little, that little, one, but it, it's made that. no mention on the telecast. It was just like. Oh well. Oh, the most penalized team in the NFL. I'm like, penalized again. But why wasn't that an issue? Why didn't he like, hey, you have to reset the play clock or get out of the way. Yeah. You can't sit there and like not let me snap the ball and then put us in a penalty situation where now we, we take the penalty or get the timeout and have to burn one. It just didn't make any sense to me. I was really upset with that. Uh, Cooper did really well. I think he got a couple good catches. Uh, that one where he he. I think they were offsides, so we had a free play. They threw it to Coop. He yeah. took a hit on one of yeah, them. Yeah, he, he took the hit on that one, and he concentrate, got the concentration yeah. to keep the ball really good. No, I don't know if that's going to make him happy. Obviously, he's had some uh, some moments this year where he's kind of discussed how he wasn't being utilized, and how he felt like he could help the offense. Um, I say get open. But then again, we also have a quarterback that – yeah, well, he typically he, likes to check down, but this week he did not check. Or down. he looks one way and that's he's yeah. not looking back the other he way. It's one, too one, late. One uh, that's Jarwin it. missed the touchdown. It's kind of explains all right. Well, that's why you're kind of the number two. Like you don't make those catches. Yeah. Schultz had two touchdowns in the game, but if you notice, all of those 
touchdown throws, they're wide open. They Everybody are. just walked in, or like the one Schultz is standing in the middle of the end zone, and there's no one really around him. And so a lot of them were just like, they weren't even, I don't even think they were making good plays. It was just their, their defensive unit was just not good. <laughs> I don't know if you had this to talk about uh, here in a little bit, but I almost feel like he has a better rapport with Schultz and Wilson than he does with Cooper and, and uh, C.A. I could see that. He just seems to have a connection with those two. Both free agents, by the way, which sucks. But he just seems to have a connection with those, especially Wilson. Yeah. I mean, Wilson, yeah, it sucks we lost Gallup, but it's not like... It's not the drop-off. Drop it's not that big right? of a drop-off. I've been saying all season I thought Gallup was a lot better, but you're not seeing Cedric Wilson drop passes or yeah. like, oh, man, he can't even get open. He seems to do really well. And it's kind of... Interesting, we haven't seen much out of him prior years, you know, like, he's been he's around. Been he's had some injuries, um, but yeah, no, he's coming into his own this year. Could be a contract year, you know, same thing with Schultz. You got anything else on offense that you wanted to get through from that game? Uh, the Dak situation about him playing, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Maybe the same thing with Zeke, the fact that they kept giving him the ball. Um, <clears throat> again, good performance from the offense, uh, is this what we're going to see coming up on Sunday? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what the hell we're going to see on Sunday? Yeah. But I think that's two out of the last three games where they handled business and they looked formidable. Now, against lesser competition, right, um, they're going up against a pretty decent defense in the, in the playoffs. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, but that, that's one thing you said. Like They have to take care of business mm -hmm. on, on weaker opponents. And that's something we haven't seen them fail at. And really, Dak hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't failed. When he plays weak opponents, he obliterates them. I mean, since he's joined the league, I mean, I think he owns the NFC. He's, yeah. He's got a pretty damn good record. And you also think about the quarterbacks he's matching up in that. You know, Jalen Hurts yeah. is rookie on the rise. Heineke, okay. And I would uh, I would beg to differ on They don't Jaylen have Hurts. really much... In the, well, it's his second year. He has more promise than any of the other quarterbacks. I, I actually think they're better off with that. Michigan, you know, in my opinion, I was more worried about him starting than I was Jalen starting. It wasn't like when they said Jalen isn't playing. I was like, oh, dang it, thank God. I was like, oh damn, Minshew's gonna destroy us. Well, you, you don't have another threat. Like he can't run. I don't mm -hmm. think Minshew's gonna run like that. Like Jalen can. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. Probably has a better arm. But defensive wise, Kelvin Joseph. Like, what do you think about him? He got a lot of plays. I, think he was I, I read something interesting about someone saying that um, he's probably going to be better than Diggs from a pure corner standpoint. Maybe not. Is it because Diggs takes too many chances? Yeah, I think he just has better like foundation and understanding. I don't know. He just I didn't realize he's that big. Yeah. I thought he was small. Like he's a big. I thought he was kind of what's his name size. Um, Jordan Lewis's size. No, that's what Dan Quinn wants. He, he is big. He wants. It's solid. Lanky, I mean, lanky, like tall guys, like got long arms. Because you really need that now. If you see these, yeah. all these receivers are huge. You know, not all of Cooper Cup is a smaller guy, but besides that, you know, DJ Metcalf and yep. those guys are big dudes. Um, but yeah, he almost had a pick. He dropped the ball, but. Well, I mean, he deflected the ball upward, which was a, a reception on their opening drive, which they went for a touchdown. But he should have intercepted that ball. Diggs, yeah. INTs that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gallimore was looking pretty good. He dropped the running back for a loss on a screen pass. 
In the second quarter? Did like, he get hurt? Uh, I heard them on the uh, the fan. They were talking about getting some information on Gallimore's injury or Gallimore for some reason. Like I, I tried to look it up. I couldn't find anything hmm. that was really alarming or that said anything about an injury. Um, hopefully, I mean, by them not having anything come out official that it's not an injury because we're going to need them or need him. Yeah. D- yeah. No, when I say them, no, I mean, we're we're, de- we're definitely because we're coming. We're going to talk about the San Francisco team, yeah. and they run the ball, and we're going to need that, that interior defensive line to have a lot of, enough depth. So, I will say one thing: defense from uh, defensively um, related here. Notice when Parsons isn't in there. Yeah, there's a definite <laughs> drop. No, you you made a good point. Go ahead and tell the audience there. Oh, yeah, that Parsons is the new Sean Lee. Yeah. When Sean Lee was out, this team didn't do anything, which was quite often in his career here at Dallas. But when Parsons isn't in there for that one game, my God, it's a different world, man. It's a different world. Also, Vanderish though, did really well, I thought. He's, is he, he, is, he stepped up to be a serviceable linebacker. He's put some, is he going to be a he, star? No. He put some, uh, a couple good games together now. He had 10 tackles last game. He had six this game. I'd say from a matter perspective. And a pass high, defense, which is what? Interception. Like, Oh his uh, his his high out like in a Madden rating was probably like an eighty three, and that might be like you know the best we could do for him. Yeah, I think he's um, currently listed as an eighty one. Okay, I'm close. Um, so I'm gonna have him in a ninety by the time I'm done with him. Yeah, I mean if you do all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I mean you could turn a, a sixty three that you draft a receiver into a ninety two like in a couple of seasons. Yeah. Um. Other than that, on the defense, it was it was decent enough against. You know, a, a team that was lacking. So, um, coach, yeah, coaching decisions there. Dak and Zeke still playing late in the third quarter, up by ten points, two possession game. Now, I'm gonna throw this out, which didn't really mean much to, on the win. We had to win the game. You never know what's gonna happen with the seeding, right? Yeah. Um, so, I don't have a problem with Dak playing. I felt like Dak needed to play. The Zeke thing, I'm like, hey, man, let's... We've already got one running back who's kind of iffy with the foot, with Pollard. Um, do we need to put both in jeopardy? Because if we don't run the ball at all, if there's not that just threat of a run, then Dak's not going to be able to throw the ball at all in the playoffs. Because no one's going to even think twice about, hey, who are we going to start? Unless Clements, Ito, and, and Howard decide that, you know, they're the... Like Hardy? Hardy, the triple-headed monster. Yeah, I... Thought they, pretty good. I thought they did pretty good. Hardy got a touchdown, and, and Corey Clement got a touchdown. He had a couple of bursts there. Ito okay. Smith, yeah. Oh, no, uh, Corey Clement, and he got the passing touchdown. But Ito yeah. um, Smith got one, too. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you, is there any renewed confidence in Dak with his five touchdowns against the depleted Washington, I mean, uh, Philly team? The only thing that, that upset me about that is he broke Romo's record. Um, and I think we were talking about that. Yeah, and I said something actually, like it's not gonna happen or something like that's yeah, still pretty early, man. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I've got a real doozy for you coming up. Okay, okay. Um, but I I think you're right um, as far as the Zeke situation. I mean, he's looking good though. He made a couple good cuts. He looked like he was running well. But I think just imagine just another week off, just resting. Right. What that could have come been back to full, coming full strength. Oh. That could have been a big thing for next week. Um, so. I don't know. I don't know. I, he won his thousand yards. I mean, it's one of those things. 
Yeah, it's a coaching decision, but at the same time, you know, you don't know what's in their contracts, what incentives are in there, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so. I mean, that wasn't the, the starting center, Kelsey. Yeah, one play. He down. came in for one play. And I had no idea that was his brother in KC. Yeah, that might be a, a, record, a, a record thing, you know, most, cons- most consecutive starts or something like that. Or maybe it was in his contract, right? How many games do you start? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's number three among, you know, current players in the NFL as far as, like, starts. Right? Yeah, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, but that's a little bit about now I'm hearing the whole um, Antonio Brown situation was really that. He's like he had a heavy, you know, incentive contract. Yeah, but he <clears> was so, close to hitting it. Yeah, I know, and he probably could have hit it, but... Maybe he, that day, because, like, no yeah, have Mike Evans he decided right to quit. And I think he asked... So, this is a story where this is, like, you watch YouTube none, none of my obviously don't have any contacts, but hearing like ask you, sports reporters say? saying that their contact said that Antonio Brown's agent went to Tampa Bay and said, "Hey, can you just go ahead and pay me out the incentives, which is a I think a couple million dollars, just pay it out for the year?" And they said, "No, like duh, that's why we signed you to this incentive contract because you need to earn it, or else we would have." you know, giving you a guaranteed contract for that amount, and they didn't. So then he knew, all right, then I have to have so many catches, got to have so many yards, whatever it was. <clears throat> and then he only had five targets or something like that in the first half. Or, yeah, in the first half. And then I guess he wasn't getting many more. But you're not game – this is not like when you're playing Madden and you have a character that says, I need to catch so many balls or else I can't pro- progress to the next level. This is yeah. the NFL. And so if you're covered or another guy's – more open or the defense is letting somebody get open or they're scheming you one way, you're not going to say, oh, no, I've got to worry about this guy's that, money. That game anyway. Like, they weren't hitting anybody. So it was one of those things. Well, that, they came back and won. And from what I heard, he was on a he was on a podcast that was actually on YouTube, right? Talking to these three dudes and he came in and he was basically talking about his ankle. He said he told the coach he couldn't go in because his ankle was like yeah, hurting or something. Yeah. And um, he even showed the text messages where Arians like, hey, we need to go full throttle, get ready for the playoffs. And, you know, Tony Brown came back and said, hey, listen, I'm going to do my best. I want to help you all win. But, you know, I got this ankle situation. He said he told the coach, I can't play because of my ankle. And apparently whoever, I don't know if it was Arian or the offensive coordinator, told him to get the F out. That's what Arian said. It. So Arians retold this scenario. He said, I didn't know about the injury. Like, How do you not know Because that? medical staff wasn't informed. So he decided, I'm too injured so to play. Rather than go to the medical staff, WebMD search, and they shot him up before the game. Okay. So they put pain, like sure pain, it was just painkiller. They shot him up some other stuff too. Painkiller in the, in the ankle, and I heard Shannon Sharp say, like, yeah, I used to get take a shot almost towards the end of my season. I was getting it every game in the ankles because my ankles are they're shot. They're terrible now. And so, like, it's just a part of the game. It's like there's a lot of guys getting shot in the ribs, getting, you know, Romo's had the shot in the ribs. A lot of quarterbacks got rib injuries. You, you, you kind of just fight through it. And so they knew it was like, you know, everyone's banged up at the end of the year. And so they kind of just figured it was just that. It was just pain tolerance thing. And so they, they never told Arians, like, the medical staff never told Arians, yeah, he can't go. He's out. Okay, that would have been different, right? <clears throat> if he wasn't told that. And so Arians asked him, he said he looked over, and he was waving off, I guess, the coach that was telling him, like, hey, whatever personnel packaging he had, he was supposed to be in the lineup. And he wouldn't come in. Then he went over to him, hey, what's what's going on? He's like, yeah. Arians said, he said, they're not throwing me the ball. I'm not getting the ball. 
And then that was it. Arian said, then get the F out. Like, go. Like, because he didn't say, oh, my ankle, coach. Like, I can't go. It was, I'm not getting the ball from what Bruce Arian said. So at that point, he's like, no, you're putting now, putting yourself over the team. <coughs> Excuse and me. And you can't do that. Right? Not not when you got guys out there like Tom Brady who's, you know, done whatever he could to help the team win. Yeah. And especially in a game like that where you, you wanted to try to secure that second <coughs> seed, you know. You can't go down and lose and lose the second seed. Yeah. So, <clears throat> whatever. That guy's just uh, well, shame I, I on, shame a... Shame on any team that thinks they're going to bring a guy like that into the fold. And he's not going to act a fool at some point. History tells you otherwise. Well, they had him locked down for a whole year. He didn't do anything bad yeah, last but, year. But history's like it's going to come back at some point. Yeah. Something's going to happen. Whether it be the COVID situation with the fake, you know, test, whatever the heck he did, um, the ankle, his attitude, his, his antics, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can't bring a dude like that in there and expect that not to happen. Right. It's going to happen, and it, it happened. It, it's like people who uh, have multiple divorces, five, four or five divorces. Yeah, oh, and, I never saw it coming. No, you had problems the first. Or, or it was always them, right? The other person. Yeah. Well, if you had four or five of those things, you know what? It's probably you. Yeah. Like you, and it, you so put a little blame there. All, all these teams that he's had issues with the Steelers, and then went he's to with the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots, and then he went to uh, Raiders and the helmet situation, and then he threw a football at you know or punted a football in the practice you know in the practice field. It's just like all right, this might not ever be his last opportunity though because he's he's a pretty talented guy and productive. Sort of age though, right? 30s? Yeah, I think he's in 30, but hey, T.O.'s trying to come back. <laughs> yeah, he made some comments on that podcast about T.O. being crazy. Yeah, t- okay, I agree. T.O. was, he was a bit of a diva, but he wouldn't quit on you. I mean, look when he, when Roy Williams <clears throat> broke his ankle, and then like, what, four or five weeks later, he's playing in the Super Bowl? Remember the horse collar? And like, yeah, he yeah. his ankle up, and then he's out there playing. Like, no, the guy, the guy played. Yeah. He, he might have been a diva, yeah, like you said, he might have had a show around him, you know, but... But there's no stories about him, no, like, being late to up. practice or no. being late to meetings. Like, no. he's there. He's going to do his job. He may be a loudmouth, but he was also productive and didn't really... I mean, guys, most, like, big-time receivers and big-time quarterbacks, cornerbacks, tend to be a little bit of a diva. Yeah. Kind of have a little bit of an attitude. It's weird that that's that position. Yeah, those two like, You don't hear any linemen doing that? Like, no. it's just not a story that no. they... No. All right, here's my question for you. Dak's best season versus Tony Rumble's best season. I've got some numbers here. Let me run it past you. I've actually got like three options for Romo, but I think because they're they're kind of debatable. Two of them are debatable. Like as, as to which really one is the best. Let's first run over Dak's numbers. Now, mind you, everyone, it's sixteen games each. Because while yeah, there's that, 17 yeah. games this season, <coughs> Dak, Dak only played yeah, 16. Someone made a point to say that on the, uh, on the fan yesterday. So, yeah. it is kind of even when you talk about the records. Um, Dak's best season is this year, by okay. by far. He's got 4,449 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks, completion percentage of 68, and he had a 98.7 QB rating, rushed for 146 yards, and one TD. He had 14 fumbles, but lost only three. Alright, so that's a lot of figures that run through your head. But here's what I think is Romo's best season. is 2011. Okay. He had 4,184 yards. It's a little short on yards. 31 TDs. Six short. Same interceptions. 10. 
He had a 66.3% completion, but his QB rating was 102.5. There was 36 sacks that he gave up that season. He rushed for 46 yards, one touchdown. He had six fumbles, but none lost. So there, Romo wins the like turnover battle because he didn't lose any fumbles. Same amount of picks. Mm-hmm. Shorter on touchdowns, shorter on yards, but QB rating was higher. See, I like to play this game. Let's swap the quarterbacks. Put Dak in 2011. This year, Dak. They put 2011 Romo in this team. Who do you think fares better? It's a good question. It's a good question because now you're talking about the team's talent. 2011 Romo around around the quarterback. Yes. 2011. Romo didn't have this line. Versus 2011. Versus our team that we've got now. Right. Was that Demarco Murray's like coming out here? Uh, let's see. So as part of that, I mean, he didn't really have a running back. So your debate, your so well, first I was giving you your answer. What do you think? Who's who's got the better? I mean, statistically, to, I mean, I mean, yardage wise, right? That's what people look at in touchdowns and stuff. Yeah, Dak, Dak put on a Dak put a much more prolific year out there, right? But as it always comes back to me, from a guy that gets up there and doesn't seem to be able to read the defense. I mean, Romo. Romo's team in 2016 with Zeke, you know, that, that's supposed to be his team. That was his year. That was his chance. He finally had that, that running back again. It was supposed to be more dynamic than DeMarco Murray. So it was like, oh, we're putting it all together right now. I, I personally still go with, with Romo. So Romo had Felix Jones, okay. DeMarco Murray's rookie year. So he, had, he came out the second year, I believe. Miles Austin, Des Bryant, Jason Witten, Doug Free. Uh, Montreal Holland. Okay. Phil Costa, center. Okay. His claim to fame was the one when he got out of the ice bath and uh, friggin' um, the HBO show, Hard Knocks. And something was like there. Oh. That's his claim to fame. Kyle Cozier. Huh? He's a good guard. And then Tyron's rookie year. Okay. Defense completely lacking, I think. They had yeah, Kenyon Coleman. Jay Ratliff, Ratliff was Jason good Hatcher is all right. Was good time. Anthony Spencer was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Brady James is all right. Yeah. Sean Lee, uh, Demarcus Ware, Terrence Newman, mm-hmm. Mike Jenkins. Not a bad defense. Abram Elam, and then Gerald Sintabaugh. Not a bad defense, man. Not a bad defense. Well, yeah, it wasn't bad. It's not. It's not this turnover machine. No, 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 no. But it's definitely, it's, it's not a bad defense at all. Um, I just think the offense, I mean, obviously you don't have a true number one running back at that time, but some can argue right now we don't either. No, they kind of split. Like, if you look at their yards, yeah. uh, Felix Jones had 575 yards, and DeMarco Murray had 897. Okay, that might have been the first year. He had a lot more, a lot more carries. And then all the other guys, Des Bryant had just short of a thousand yards. Jason Witten also had just short of a thousand yards. So pretty, pretty comparable. I mean, I don't think the receiving core matches up with what we had yeah. this year. 
I, neither one of those running back. Well, I guess Felix Jones might have had a burst, but he didn't have Pollard's burst. Um, backup running or backup receivers. I don't know if that was the Laurent Robinson here uh, when he came on. That might have been 2012 or 2010, actually. Um, I mean, you know me, man. I'm a Romo fan. So. No, that was a Jesse Holly and Dwayne Harris. Okay. Um, no, I'm I'm still gonna go for him. And some might say I'm just. Well, Laurent Robinson did play. Yeah, he, he did. did. Okay. Yeah, he, he only good. played four games. <clears throat> so you're still sticking with it, despite. Because it, I'm gonna play the game that I just said. Give me, in prime Tony Romo with this team, and give me Dak Prescott in this current stage of Dak with that team. Romo is having a much. I'm just, I'm just starting. After I see all those numbers and I start lining it all up in my head, I'm just thinking, are we being overcritical yeah, of you can Dak? Also look from the perspective, of what was the NFC East looking like back then? How much more dynamic were these other teams? And we're not putting up fifty against them because they don't suck as bad as they suck now. Yeah, right. The East is decimated. I mean, it's just not good. I mean, thank God Almighty, there's not a once in a generation quarterback coming up in this draft, or we'd be screwed. Because the Giants have a lot of high drafts. Philly has you know, a high draft as well, even though they're in the playoffs. Um, I don't know about Washington's situation, but they have the ability. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Giants have like five and eight or something like that, which could easily translate to a one. You trade it up. Um, but there's just not that generational Yeah, there's no quarterbacks out there yeah. this year. Nothing that's – it's not like Trevor Lawrence coming out and they're saying, oh, he's a new – They're going to have to go with a defensive end or yeah. defensive tackle or corner or somebody like that because – or receiver, maybe. Yeah. They, they do kind of need some help there, even though they have some, they have some young talent there. But okay, I mean, I, I mean, my position on it is, it, it's difficult because you know there's this whole slump talk because it did drop off, but somehow our offense stayed at the top, you know, and it, it's just, do we have higher expectations for the team and for Dak, and then every little thing we're nitpicking like, oh, he should have thrown here. Why did he throw so bad? You know. I think what, what's hurt Dak is the money. Just you have a different view, right? Like, and expect that if you're getting paid top dollar, Romo was never the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. No, but if you are, and you were stubborn to the point where you got what you got because you would not bow down, which amen to him and his agent. Good job there. But when it comes to pure talent, if anyone's going to argue with me and say, from an, from an athletic standpoint, yes, Dak's a better athlete than Romo. Romo would probably beat him in basketball. But from <laughs> a pure stand, like, standpoint, Dak is a much more imposable figure than Romo. Romo was pudgy. He never looked like he was in top shape. But the one thing that you and I have talked about in the past with Romo against Dak, Romo's arm talent was far superior than Dak Prescott's. Yeah. All day, every day, any day. All right, so here's the other season you're bringing up, the 2007 season. He had 4,200 yards, basically 4,211 to be exact. 36 touchdowns, so this is the record that Dak broke. Mm -hmm. But he had 19 picks and 64.6% completion percentage. So in both of Romo's best years, he's still two to three points below completion percentage, which is one thing we we always harp on. Is his accuracy he's not accurate? But yet he's shown to be more accurate. And then he also had a, a 97.4 QB rating that year. I, I didn't put this as his best because if you're, you got 36 touchdowns, but you're putting up 
19 interceptions, that's a lot. That's too many times. I mean, in 2007, I mean, he was, what, his third year? Fourth year starting? I mean, he was still the gunslinger, right? He still was, was going through it. And, but I think you... You want to go down that roster? No. No, I mean, they had Patrick Creighton. They had, what, Terry Glenn. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens, Terry Glenn, Creighton. They had Creighton. So the starting lineup was Creighton, Terrell Owens... Um, they had a fullback in play there, Oliver Hoyt. Uh, Flozel Adams was mm-hmm. left tackle. Uh, Connor Cozier was still there. Andre Garrard was yeah, good. Leonard Davis was good. Mark Colombo. Mm-hmm. So, pretty decent offensive that, line. That team was stout. I mean, that, that team should have went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, they had on defense Marcus Spears, Jay Ratliff, Chris Canty, Greg Ellis. Was, and Demarcus Ware was yeah, there. He was I thought he was good. Oh, like the, he had 12 and a half sacks that year. That's pretty good. <laughs> DeMarcus, DeMarcus Ware had 14 that year, so that was really good. I mean, you got bookends right there. That's what you're going to do. Something Terrence Newman, Roy Williams, Ken Hamlin. Like, that's some... Not bad. Yeah. Defensively, not bad. Okay. All right. But it's, it's I mean, you're asking me a question... That Are you defending it as a Romo love? You're like, going on Dalvin against my favorite player of all time. Right, I know. That that's why I wanted. Player. That's why I wanted to bring it up. And I'm always going to be partial to him, right? Because I mean, even today, like he hasn't played what since 2016. He even played that season. He was hurt, right? So 2015 was really 2014 might have been his last full year, if you will. So what would you? What would it have taken for you to say, you know what? He had one season better than Romo. Like I don't understand what With he Dak. would. Yeah, what Dak would have had to have done? 50 touchdowns? Like I just don't. Like his decision making, I just don't. I just don't feel like he's in command of the offense. I really don't. I, I, I feel like he gets up there and he doesn't. He doesn't recognize stuff. Ever since yeah. Denver said, "You know what? We're not going to blitz your ass or your butt. Let's see what, what. Let's see what you do." And he can't. He can't adjust. He can't adjust. Now, you'll say, "Oh, the Washington game, the Philly game. Yeah, they had nobody oh, yeah, playing yeah. in the secondary. Come on, guys. They had nobody." Yeah, the biggest. Uh, Booster, well, the biggest, the biggest against him is his garbage time. Well, the, yeah, the biggest, and that's something I, I brought up against the in the Broncos game. You take you take that away because normally smart coaches say, "All right, this game is out of hand. We can't win it. Well, I don't want to risk him after the injury getting re-injured, something crazy happening." Stayed in there, got those two touchdowns. Those two touchdowns obviously wouldn't have broken the record, but even like we said this last game, he's still in there in the third quarter. Late in the third quarter, the game was way out of hand, and he's still in there throwing the ball around. Not really sure why you do that. So I, I feel like you, you need to have him ready. You need to hopefully get him some momentum going. Yeah, uh, hopefully in his head, in his mind, that gives him more confidence. But it, it doesn't give me more confidence. As I was looking through this, watching the game, I said, "Yeah, this is this is really nice. I was really happy. I was excited yeah. about every touchdown. Like you know, I am." But. At the same time, I said, this does not give me more confidence that we're going to go and steamroll the 49ers. Because I mean, I'll be honest with you. When Philly drove down the field in first, the first possession, I was to the point of, like, we're, we didn't come to play tonight. We just came like we're going to be settling with the fourth seed. I mean, more than likely, in my opinion, that's what we're going to get anyway. Like, who knew what was going to happen the next day and, and the craziness that would ensue. But for me, it was like, we're not ready for this game. Like we still have a chance to move up, albeit as small as small as it could be. I mean, even even getting the third seed was like small, right? But we still had to win the game. 
Um, so. All right, I got another big question for you. Yeah. Five players on this list. What's most impressive? Dak over four thousand yards, thirty-seven touchdowns. C.D. Lamb eleven hundred yards, six touchdowns. Zeke thousand yards, ten touchdowns. Parsons thirteen sacks, eighty-four tackles. Or Diggs eleven picks and fifty-two tackles. Parsons won because he's a rookie. Diggs because that's really like improbable. Like you're not going to see that happen that often. Um, Dak, CD, then Zeke. I can agree with that right there. I agree with that because I mean Parsons, he's a number one. I'm not number one. He's a first round draft pick. Really talented, but for him to adjust to what we asked him to do. Is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. There, you you can't say there's a lot of players you could just play. Hey, you know what? You're you're a linebacker. Uh, but actually, because of our injury situation, you're gonna have to play defensive end and excel at it. And excel, what he's going up against guys yeah. he's not normally facing. You didn't face it's that at Penn State. Much much bigger. Big guys yeah. like that. You have. I mean, to, he's still he hasn't he hasn't morphed into what he will be. He's still got the uh, the, the college type build, right? He hasn't become. Yeah, a but monster. he's still huge. Yeah, but but he's not. He'll he'll get bigger. Right. I mean, he'll he'll become a monster. Well, I don't mind not, him not getting massively. I don't want him to get too yeah. big. You he really know, can't then run. he yeah, he can't run sideline to sideline like we need him to. But he'll mature. In like three years from now, he'll be even better than he is now, probably. In the dig situation with him, just ball hawking like he yeah. has. I mean, he's kept us in the game several times where he got us the ball back after. A I mean, he's punt. a curse and a blessing, like in the Patriots game, right? Like he made that big play, then he gave up that big play. So it's one of those things like. It's almost kind of a gun, gunslinger on the defensive side of the ball. He's going to make gambles and he's going to mess up. But I think the positivity of what he can do outweighs the negativity of what he will do. I have. I think I want to. Yeah, you had Dak in front of Zeke. I agree. I feel like maybe Dak could have been because think about it, if you just roll back a few months, obviously several months. Mm-hmm. He had his ankle snapped in half, and he's coming out and putting up. Record book numbers. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's like golly, that almost makes you. I I see people saying he's not going to be the comeback player of the year. I don't see how that's possible. Yeah, he would have to. I don't see how that's possible. Who else? You can't say McCaffrey because he. (laughs) Hell, Carolina's saying they're ready to go. They're they're listening to people. No, I just read the contrary, saying that they're not looking to trade. They came out well afterwards. You know, you could throw a smoke screen, right? Say. Oh no, we're actually not looking to move him. I think you're right. I think I saw that they were available. It was he was an option out there. Then they came back and said he's not. Yeah, but still, how did it get out there? Like it's it's manipulation. Right. They always they they manipulate the the media. Oh, no, 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 we're not. We're going to. Oh no, we're not going to. Oh, here comes an offer. You tell one guy and he leaks it. Yeah. And then you tell the open media. Oh no, that's I mean, wrong. We're not looking to move off him. I'm sorry, McCaffrey's just like. Good. He's, gla- he's glass Joe. There are um, old Mike Tyson game. There are smaller type players like Daryl Sproles and stuff like that who've made a career in the NFL. Doug Flutie, hell, Cole, Cole Beasley, these smaller type guys, right? But I just think at that position, the beating that you take over and over. Like some might say he's as tall as Emmett, but Emmett was much thicker. Yeah. And Emmett did not take hits. No, he didn't. He he would. He knew how to dodge and weave and yeah. Move his pads, slide it through. The only time he ever got hit was when Roy Williams hit him when he was wearing a Cardinals uniform. And that was the end of his career. <laughs> it was over. All right, so that was I think that was the uh, the most impressive thing out about the Cowboys season and the players we have. I mean, the most impressive thing overall is the defense. 
Well, the, I think the defense is impressive. This comes down to number eleven. You no, know, I got three offensive players listed there. How could you not with the number one offense in the league? But I, it's 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 telling to to say that this defense, albeit with a different coordinator, and a lot of different pieces. I mean, you got you know your secondary is pretty you know, different with you know uh, <clears throat> Hooker and KZ. And then the other guy who missed this week, I can't think of his name. Well, you got Keon O'Neal still there, yeah, linebacker. Like, I think he got hurt too. But um, what I like about that is saying we have young, talented defensive players. Which makes, I don't know if you have this stuff on here, but like, like some of the coaching changes going on, right? If you're Dan Quinn and your name is heavily tied to Denver, why the hell do you want to go to Denver? They have no quarterback. No. They have nothing. And there's no quarterback coming up in the draft. You're not in a position to get one of those anyway. You're probably picking, what, 12, 13, something like that. So why would you want to go to Denver? Like, like I would be... I don't want to go to Jacksonville, and they have a, they have a very like positive trajectory at the quarterback position, right? With Trevor Lawrence. Why am I going to go to Denver when I got nobody? I got nothing. No. Yeah. I got Teddy Two Chains. That's all I got. No, two gloves. two gloves. No, but then you, you've got... I bet he's wearing two chains. Too, you've right? got Locke, Drew Locke, and he's he looked pretty good these last couple of games. Yeah, but I mean, come on. So one thing, he's I, I got to go uh, back to the Zeke expectations conversation we had several weeks back. Well, then I want to go to the record conversation. Oh, we can go to there. Um, Looney had Zeke at 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns. They're about 200 short on the yardage and two short on the touchdowns. How many touchdowns did I have at 13? Eight. No. No. You had 1,300 yards. Okay. So, or 300, I'm sorry, 300 short on the yardage. And then uh, two short on the touchdowns. I had him at 850. How many did he have 13 touchdowns? No. You only had eight? 10. He had 10. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I had him at 850 with 10 touchdowns. So I got the touchdowns pegged, about 150 short on the yardage. Andrew had a, a thousand yards, which is right on. I think he had a thousand two. I think it's total yardage, and he had twelve touchdowns. So Andrew pretty much pegged it. Yeah. You were short two touchdowns. He was over two touchdowns. I was right on touchdowns, but short on yardage. So I guess we got to go to Andrew on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you want me to look up the the? the I think overall I had him at twelve and uh, twelve and five. Let's go back to the record books as Excel opens up. Let's check it all. You had this last game was a loss mm-hmm. against Philly. Because I thought we already had it wrapped up. <laughs> Which we did. We did. Technically, we did. Uh, oh, you did have him yeah. exactly at 12 and 5. Look at old Lenny there. I had him at 11 and 6. Close. Andrew had a ten and seven. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't so optimistic about this he was not. season. Yeah, so you got it. it Champion of the predictions, yes. and this is obviously way before COVID situation was really hitting because COVID really wasn't a big deal. It's a big deal until like the last three or four weeks. Right? Yeah, then it's right. become like you know people sitting. But it, it won't matter on Sunday at Arlington Stadium or AT and T Stadium because that place is gonna be packed a hundred thousand plus. It's a whiteout game. Got to wear white. Yeah, and I've actually heard some things about hey, uh, if 
you're gonna sell your tickets, you know, don't sell it to a 49ers fan. I don't know how you're really gonna find out. But they're not gonna have like you know the CIA involved. Me like, oh, so Donovan sold his tickets to. And this, I kind of put myself in that seat and I said, "All right, let's say uh, I'm I'm paying whatever atrocious amount of money you have to pay to to have season tickets there, because you even have to have a fee. You put a fee. I don't know if they're still doing that, but I remember years ago you had to put a fee down even to have your spot, to have a season ticket hold uh, holder spot. And then obviously, then you got to pay for the games and stuff. And they come due like here in a week or two, right after the season's over. You got to re up." And then you're thinking, all right, well, how much is this costing me? And how much can I make on a playoff game? And that could probably pay for the next season or at least a big I chunk mean, of it. I mean, imagine, let's say, I mean, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to extreme here. If I had a suite, I'd, probably, I'd, I'd go, right? That means I got the ability. It means I don't need the money yeah, from the people. Not only that, like, I can get there. I could probably have transportation. I don't have to worry about parking and all that stuff. So I can just drop it off at the front. But let's say I do have suite t- tickets. And... Somebody you know from San Francisco is looking for tickets, and they're offering me six times what the game's worth just to go and have my seats. My house is probably nice enough to where I can enjoy the game at home, <laughs> right? And just have, like you said, pay for it next year. And it might be that I don't need the money. Obviously, I probably don't in that, in that situation. But if I don't have to worry about paying for next year's based off what this person's going to pay me, but when you so I'm very anti going to the game. But, anyway. but but as a fan is is you're watching the whole pinnacle of the season come down to this playoff game. It's one or done. I'd rather be at home. Have you ever been to a Cowboy playoff game? No, I have. But they played Philly, like uh, back in the last Super Bowl, '95. Yeah, '95. I went and saw the Philly game. My friend Mark. Um, I don't know how I got tickets, but his dad didn't want to. His dad wanted. Not being able to go, I was like, "Hey, do you want to go?" I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was freezing cold. We had friggin' the heat packs on our shoes. Oh wait, this is the old stadium. Yeah, this is at Texas Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. That thing was a freezer box. I've been it in, was, yeah, I've been it was watching fun, games there. But we had an exit strategy. Like, regardless of the situation, we're leaving at the end of the third. Just so we can <sighs> I'm like that. Have hey, you seen that commercial? Yes, I've seen the commercial. That's me. Yeah. We're still Are we still leaving in the third yeah, quarter? Um, I'm the same way. We like, how about we not talk about leaving before we go in the game? Extra, I've been doing that since I was a kid. I need an extra strategy. No, I don't do that. I, I take it to Jacob to several basketball games. We stay to the last seconds, even if we're losing, because you know what? We we, we paid the money. We yeah. came all the way out here. I'm not just going to leave. I'm the same and, guy at concerts. But everyone's also leaving at the same time, so you're not necessarily like getting any extra time, because as soon as you walk down to the car and you get in there, you're in traffic. So you might as well, like, like when me and Riz went to the game, it took us two hours to get out of the stadium. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We, it would be better off if we just tailgated before we went in the game yeah. and then tailgate after and be safe or something like that. And just, no, I, uh, I'm the same way at, like, concerts and stuff. I get to the part we're going to do. Like, if it's a band that I've seen, oh, well, like, I get to the end, and it's like they're going to come back and do, you know, the encore. I'm like, I don't need to see okay, this. Okay, what I will I tell you, going to music festivals – you have to have that strategy in play because a lot of them are like playing right as soon as another band ends. Yeah. And there's a mad dash. But the problem with doing that with bands is they play usually their most mm-hmm. famous song at the very end to close it out. And you're like, oh, but that's the song I really want to hear. But you're like, hey, we got to go because we got to be over at this stage at seven, seven o'clock because this oh, other one's starting. So, and it's, and it's a trick. So you've got to get walking. you got to beat the crowd out of the 
you know, to the next stage. So, I mean, the last concert I went to prior to COVID was uh, Panic at the Disco, right? Big yeah. fan of that, that group, right? And um, I told my wife, she was pregnant at the time, like eight months pregnant with her, with a three-year-old. And um, I told her, when he, when he walks off stage for the encore, we're out. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Now, she wasn't in a position to say yes or no. She was just like, yeah, let's go, let's go. So as soon as he got done, we had we had good seats. Like We weren't on the floor, but we were two rows up from the floor. And I paid a pretty penny for these damn seats. And I was like, right, let's go, let's go. So we got out of there. We got to the car, and we were out before the, I think the concert was even over. Oh, yeah, God. But I knew what songs he was going to sing. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. I'll catch it on YouTube. It's all good. Well, if we ever go to a festival together, Riz and I are pros. We know the back routes out of uh, all the other like stages they have set up. We know how to navigate yeah. things. We, we got it down. Okay, this is going to be a restroom break as we go over here. We're going to pick up some drinks over here. We're going to go here now. Actually, we have 30 minutes before this show, so let's go charge our phones at the stations, like at the charging stations. I mean, we've got it down. So, looking forward to uh, if that ever happens to show you show you the ropes, show you the old uh, festival music Plus festival. I'm getting ropes. older, man. I don't, I don't have patience to be doing. Well, we've kind of thought like, are we getting too old yeah. to be doing that? No, mm. man. Stuff like that. No, it's just you know. I think if I was ever to go, well, here's the thing: the bands that I like are getting older as I get older. <laughs> so yeah, but when I, go, when I go to a Fall Boy concert, they go on tour. Most of the people there are probably going to be in the thirty to fifty range. Yeah, they're like, who are these guys? Up. Yeah. They're not gonna be like kids. There might be kids with their parents. There. Well, it's like we saw Third Eye Blind. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but older folks there. We're like, hey, these are our people right here, man. This yeah, we saw them in Carrollton a few years back, free at the Switchyard Festival they had in Carrollton, and um, it was an older crowd. And the kids that were there were like, who the hell are they? <laughs> and I wanted to slap them. Like, first off, <laughs> shut up. When I was your age, this was this was it. This is what we listened to. This whole CD like could define a certain part of my life. So be quiet. Let me enjoy this. But I digress. Back to football we go. Well, next topics I got for the next section. So so we're done with section one? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, as we talked about in this section, you know, good win. Tap the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I still like Romo over Prescott. We're almost on ice. You got to kind of slowly pump the brakes. <laughs> Don't slam them, but, you know. I uh, Yeah, it was a good win. Uh, All-around performance. But, again, you know, let's let's calm down a little bit and. I'm sure we'll get into more details about what's coming up. Oh, yeah. What dangers lurk. Hey, just to give everyone a heads up, we got around the league. We're going to talk about playoff picture, contender versus pretender, mm. versus pretender, head coach firings. It was They called it like Black Monday. Yeah, it was bad. It was slashing. Some surprises, too. Yeah, I thought so, too. At least one big surprise, in my opinion. I was kind of shocked by it. And then we'll get uh, Cowboys versus 49ers. I will tell you this, guys. Coming up this this, uh, Sunday afternoon, you will not find a game this whole weekend that has two better uniforms run up against each other. Oh, okay. These are prime uniforms. Two of the classic. The red and the gold against the blue and the white. Mm. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. All right, guys. We'll be right back. We are back, part two of our Monday night podcast, talking about your Dallas Cowboys. That was Third Eye Blind, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there from San Francisco. 
I'm pretty confident about that. Okay. Probably 80 20. All right. I'm not going to fight you on that one. It's not bad. One of my favorite bands. Great so band. I'm hoping that's, uh, that's correct. Great band, though. <clears throat> I, so, think the, I think the video to. Um, that makes sense. Uh, real quick, a uh, score update. I know this is going to be over by the time you guys probably listen to it, but 13 to 12, Georgia over Alabama. Well, yeah, we thought they had updated the score. Apparently, I paused it um, when we took a break earlier, and uh, yeah, we were wondering what the heck was going on. We we're getting mad at the announcers, thinking, "What the heck are they doing, man? <laughs> right. how, how could they be doing this right now?" It's a close game. There's eleven something left in the fourth, so could be interesting. Definitely good teams matching up here. <clears throat> SEC teams. Like Georgia. Oh, Georgia's on SEC. No, oh, SEC. I thought they were. Where are they in? ACC. Oh, the ACC. Okay. Still some Southern teams. Yeah, definitely both Southern teams, yes. All right. Here we go. Around the league. Mm. So when you say around the league, we're going to talk about playoffs. We're going to talk about... Well, the first topic I got is most disappointing season. I've got five teams lined up. Okay. Colts. Ravens, Chargers, Seahawks, or Saints? I'm going to put Saints at last because the quarterback situation. Quarterback, right? They didn't have... Well, they did until they didn't. All right, Jameis Winston... Yeah, but still, I don't he, think he was... He, if he was there, could it have been a different season? Because they, they, they were right on the cusp of getting into the playoffs without him. So, if they had him... I think they could have made the playoffs. With if you look at the picture now, yeah, like they were right there. It would have definitely helped their cause, as opposed to probably hurt it. Right. After that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seattle in the fourth spot. Um, very dysfunctional situation. Russell got hurt. Russell didn't want to be there. They didn't want to be there. It's a dysfunctional situation. And what do you think about the coach? Yeah, he it, might be it, one of those ones it, that, that he's come to the end of the line, the end of the road. Um, we'll see what happens, what they decide to do. I know Dan Quinn's a name there as well since he used to coach there. Um, so we've got the Chargers, the Colts, and the Ravens left. Um, I personally, in third spot, in the third spot, I'm going to put the Ravens. Uh, they had a lot of injuries before the season even started. Yeah, they, had, they running backs were yeah, dropping, dropping like flies. Like quarterbacks too, if I'm not mistaken. Also, like a couple of games yeah, as well, so. ACLs. It was like, man, they yeah, had, they seem to have problems with the legs. Like prior to the season, uh, I bet you their strength and conditioning coaches probably fired. Yeah, that should be that should definitely been someone uh, had their head rolled this week. Um, then it comes down to the Colts and the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Colts at second, even though I really kind of fallen in love with them as an organization watching Hard Knocks uh, this season. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to go with the Chargers at number one just for the sheer talent of the quarterback. Yeah. Like, that guy has so much talent. Um, just, just wasn't able to it's, get it it's, done this It's year. really weird that they didn't, like, it, it never really, they didn't play well enough to, as they should have, because yeah. you, you said they got they Mike Williams. Is a really good receiver. Yeah, I didn't talk about the rest of the team. Their, their quarterback to me is just Eckler, yeah. And then, like you said, Herbert, really good. Like, a stud receiver. So, it's odd that they still weren't able to, like, get it together with all the talent that they seemed to have. Yeah. Uh, not to m- mention Mick, uh, Nick Bosa. So, you're just like, what? 
I don't understand. How are you guys not doing as well as you? It's like they didn't live up to expectations. So they're my definite number one. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually going to swap out the Ravens because I thought the Ravens still were going to win and get in. And like still, they they had some chances there at the end. But I, I felt like if you, th- if you say the most disappointing season from like where you were last year to where you are now, like you, that's a big regression and it's unfortunate yeah injuries really took and Lamar was out for several games at the end of the season yeah and so it was I think that's 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 a a big reason for me putting my third as a quarterback and I put the Colts third because I didn't really have a lot of expectations for Wentz like he played his way out of Philly then he goes over there and you think okay he's getting back with Frank Reich who's now the head coach who was OC when he got to the Super Bowl you know he didn't get the I don't think he, no, he didn't he play didn't in it. Foles. Yeah, Foles won the Super Bowl for him. And then I thought, oh, yeah, this is what he needed. He needed that guy. But he winced. It's like a it's like a term now. He winced it. <laughs> well, yeah. it's not in the beginning of the season, too. Like, there's, like he got hurt in the offseason, so there's speculation he wasn't going to be able to start the season. But they also have the number one running back. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Some decent receivers, not great receivers. No, 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 yeah, exactly. They they don't have that guy. Yeah, like T. Y. Hilton's he was pretty much done, and Pascal, I guess it's okay. Like there's other guys that they're decent, but he never really had that. Yeah, Uh, I just was really thinking like I don't think they were going to be that great, and they really weren't, and they obviously not doing that well, but. That, yeah, I just that's the only difference I have in that. Like, who had the most disappointing season for in the NFL? It's surprising now. I you know I don't know what the Seahawks going to do now because Pete Carroll has been running that team forever now, and obviously his system and what he's trying to do is not working anymore. And a yeah. lot of it was set up with the de- the defense, right? That you could you had to worry about their defense who. He didn't set up. It was a lot of defensive coordinators he had that rolled through there. And the a couple of guys that rolled through here. Yeah. We're actually <laughs> over there. And so now you're looking at that team like, I'm not so – it used to be like run the ball, Marshawn Lynch, you know, and they, they still have Lockett and they have DJ Metcalf, but they don't have an offensive line. And I think it's really time for Russell Wilson to bail on this team. It's just – Which he tried last year, so we'll see if he's successful this year. Yeah. Yeah, like some of the teams are like the Giants. It might come to mind is like, is it me or the coach? Like, is it me or Pete? Like, which one we're gonna? One of us is leaving. Yeah, <laughs> who's it gonna be? I did see where Washington's new uh, team name leaked. I heard they're gonna announce that later this. It, it's apparently it leaked. I saw on YouTube. Okay. The Washington Commanders. 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 Uh-huh. That sounds really to me like a uh, arena football team name. Like, it doesn't sound legit. I, mean, I know there's been a baseball team called the Capitals, if I'm not mistaken, but... Or the Senators. Yeah, yeah, the Washington, the former Texas Washington, Washington Senators, actually. yeah. I think that would have been a good name for them if they could have got that. Uh, but yeah, apparently it was, like, between the Red Wolves. Yeah, um, they they came into some, like, legal issues, I think, with the Wolves. Yeah. Like, someone else... Well, apparently, uh, yeah, that's, that's, somebody said that it leaked, and it's the Commanders, so... Interesting. All right, real quick, the playoff picture, and then we're going to get into contender versus pretender. Okay. So, playoff picture, Green Bay's got, the, for the NFC East, or, I'm sorry, not East, the NFC, uh, Green Bay has a bye. 
Tampa's playing the Eagles. Cowboys versus San Fran. The Rams are playing the Cards. AFC side. Titans are on a bye. Miraculously, they somehow pull it out. It, I think that has to be coach of the year is Vrabel. Mm-hmm. You lost a super stud. No, 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 no. Running. We lost a super stud because he was my uh, my fantasy gem. I lost <laughs> okay, okay. So there's some. Me sh- and Greg were in the same boat. Some shared loss. His uh, his trajectory went up. Mine went down bad. So. Yeah, I mean, God, that was. You thought I thought that was it. It was over because their offense yeah. is is purely based on the yep. run game, and you figured, oh, Titans, they just lost their number one running back. And that was over. And if I'm mistaken, like watching the season, like I saw them lose quite often. If I wasn't paid. from what I remember, right? They had, obviously had a good record, but I always thought they were struggling. And here they are, the number one seed. I mean, I obviously don't follow the Titans, but no, yeah, definitely not many. I mean, unless you have AJ Brown or yeah. or, or actually my, my Riz, Riz the Titans had, ended Tannehill. Oh, oh, little. Uh, Talk on the... Uh, little bragging on yourself? Little bragging rights here, folks. I did win the league championship in the league I set up. Uh, I beat my wife in the game. Not, oh. so, so, don't take this out of context. Oh. <laughs> if I say I beat my wife oh, in the championship. Some <laughs> earth-shattering news coming through here. Yeah. No, um, it was... She had the better team. And early predictions were, as, as far as Yahoo said, I was going to lose. But I didn't. Pulled out the victory. Champion of our league. Pretty happy about that. But she had she had Tannehill. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And uh yeah, just going back to the Titans, they are twelve and five. Okay. And that's funny, like that wins the number one seed yeah. in the AFC. Uh Kansas City's also twelve and five, but I guess there's some kind of uh, conference records or something that's taken them beyond that. Alright, so yeah. Going next, KC Steelers. Are, they're playing KC versus the Steelers. Uh, the Bills. I'm sorry, yeah. K, Bills versus the Patriots. And then Bengals versus Raiders. All right. So we've got a couple teams to go through. In the AFC, Titans. Are they a contender or a pretender? I'm going to say the only team that can compete with them is probably going to be the Chiefs. I'm going to say, uh, who are they playing again? Well, they're, they're on the bye. They're on the bye. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the, are you asking if they're going to win the AFC? No, I'm just asking you, are they a contender, like, to get to oh, the Oh, yeah, they're definitely a contender, yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with Henry coming. Like, predictions is... I mean, we could do predictions too, but yeah. I'm just saying, do you think they're legit or not? Yeah, I think they're legit. All right, I agree. Just based on their running game, like they have McNichols and these other guys like stepping out. You get Henry back. And you get Derrick Henry right. back. What a what a boost of confidence. Like, you know, just a momentum pusher right there. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was done for the season. They were like, oh. He's been out for a while. Put him on the IR. Trust me, but on the IR to return. Yeah. Which is... Really now, I don't know if he's like. But 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 obviously, but, what you said, obviously they don't need to lean on him. No, like it's a luxury. They they exactly they've done really well without him, so they could still. Maybe they're finally starting to learn how to use Julio Jones. I mean, they've got they've got weapons, man. All right, next up, uh, I agree with you. They're 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 contenders. Uh, Casey. Yeah, definitely contender. They're contenders. 
it, yeah. they've come on here at the end of they've, the year. It's weird. They did a flip-flop, almost like kind of we did, but our offense has obviously done really well too. But their defense picked up yeah. when their offense was kind of slacky. They picked up on defense, and now they're looking like a stout defense. And if Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill or any of the other slew of receivers they have, they can really... You can't worry about the 5 foot 3 running back. He can disappear on you real quick. No, but yeah. I, Is he hurt? No, yeah, he's hurt. So, oh, well. you don't have to worry so, about him. I rewind. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, staying with the AFC uh, Steelers. Pretender. Yep. I agree. They... The way win, they got win, in... Win, win. Uh, let's see. Green uh, Steelers are playing Kansas City. <laughs> Dude, come on! Don't you shouldn't even have to think about this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But I am. No, that's that's pretend. No, Big pretender. Ben. I mean, even they win, they're still pretenders. They're pretenders. Big Ben is not what it used to be, and these games that they're winning is just ugly. Yeah. It's just terrible. It doesn't look any good. But we've seen KC play some ugly. Yeah, but did, did you see so. how the Steelers had to get in? There was like all these things. That yeah. Was like, yeah. If this team wins, then they're in. It, well, two teams had to win, and two and another team had to not tie. What do they all say? I think it was like the Raiders and whoever. If they you didn't just tie, get into the tournament. Yeah, no, you never know. So. They're no, done. They're no, they're done. They're yeah. I mean, they have uh, Deontay Johnson. I think he's a good receiver, but Big Ben is not the guy. We used this to might think be of. a fifty-two to seventeen type situation. If they don't, yeah. yeah I mean, it's a, it's that's over. It's not even close. Yeah. That might be at halftime, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not talking about like the whole game. All right, Bills. They have the talent. They've been on a little bit of a slump, yeah. I guess you call it. Like they're not winning at the rate. I mean, I think they can be dangerous. I'd give them a contender. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking contender. I mean, Josh Allen is really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and he's he's, he's proved that he can play in like cold weather games. Yeah. Because it's Bills versus... I mean, that's where it's, plays, Yeah, so. it's Bills and Patriots. He could play there. Like, he was in that super blizzard game almost. Like, it was like the winds were crazy. Yeah. And he's throwing the ball against... They played the Patriots earlier in the For season. Matt Jones threw two passes. Yeah. But they still won. Yeah, they still won. But when you watched him throw, Josh Allen was still... Against the win, he was throwing strikes. I think from, from a Buffalo standpoint, this is a team you didn't want. You don't want to play the Patriots. Because that coach uh, knows you. That coach knows you. Yeah, but maybe you learn a little bit about what they do. You could, but many teams have, and they haven't been able to beat them. I would say that the Bills are more talented than the Patriots. Yeah. And we're going to see... From a player standpoint, yes. From a coaching standpoint, no. Oh, yeah. From, from yeah. I mean, he still tops. All right. Well, I'd still take him now at his advanced stage. All right, then the Patriots, are they contenders? Yes. I think with that coach, they're a contender. No, they got a like we talked about. They got a big matchup again. So this is again, this is a rematch of earlier in the season. Now, okay, we're going to go at it again. I think they're one and one. So we'll see. This is yeah, this is a good one of those good boxing yeah, no, matches. Good like game. one guy won, the other guy won. And now we're is that a Saturday up. game? Does it tell you? Um, I haven't looked it up. Okay, it's cool. All right, uh, Bengals. Dang, man, that's that's a young up and coming. I'm gonna say contender. I'm going to say pretender at this point. <clears throat> Maybe another year under their belt. They'll be contenders right now. Pretenders. They're scary. They're scary. They remind me of like maybe like the 91 Cowboys. Like 
talent's there. They're coming together, but they're just not ready. I think they're contenders. Okay. And, and I'll tell you why. They have... You know, I think Mixon got hurt recently, mm-hmm. who's a stud running back. But they still have T. Higgins, who's a really good wide receiver. An offensive rookie of the year. And then Jamar Chase is yeah. now... Yeah, we'll, I got that listed here a little bit later. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase... Rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, just killing it. And even though their quarterback's a little banged up, Burrow is he's still doing it. Like he's yeah. He, I, man, I watched some interviews with him. I just like his his moxie, his his swag about him. I just he just seems like a cool dude. Yeah, and let's not forget him, him and Jamar Chase were both on the LSU yeah. team uh, when they when they won a championship. Uh, under was that Saban? No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, oh, that was um. The other guy. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Get some naked pictures. So, so weird that that guy's gone because yeah. yeah, he won them a championship the year prior. He couldn't keep his uh. And then one order. one year later, he's out. A lot of complaints, man. Uh, last team on the AFC side, uh, the Raiders. Uh, pretenders. Yeah, they're pretenders. I mean, uh, it's they've gone through so much great story, tumultuous yeah, great stuff story, this man. season. Like their head coach was basically fired. Wide and, receiver, even though he retired, by a car crash. Yeah, that was. So. Oh, this is what's really ridiculous. So yes, that story of uh, the Henry wide receiver. Yeah, Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver, stud guy. I think it was second year in the league. Yeah, DWI, but crash and unfortunately. Killed a, a woman and I don't know how happened to the dog. Maybe the dog died too. But then that last week after their last win, another guy on the team got pulled over for DWI or they call it DUI there, I guess, in, in California. But it's like, didn't you just witness one of your own players like just ruin his life with that? And yeah. yet you did the same thing like a couple weeks later? Like, dang, there's like, they don't have it together. Yeah. Derek Carr has done really well, and uh, Josh Jacobs, their running back, is is came back from injury. He's doing pretty good, but I don't think they're no, they're not done. They're not going to beat any of these other. That's teams. a team like if you're playing them, you're like, okay, well, who the next? So team? they're playing the Bengals. Yeah, so yeah, the Bengals won that game. All right, let's move on to the NFC. Green Bay Packers contender. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's so come weird on. because rather other than like Rodgers. They don't have a whole lot. You know, they have probably the number one, would have been, I think he probably could be the number one receiver. Devontae? Devontae Adams. But besides those two guys. The running back. Well, yeah, Aaron Jones is good. They they don't have like we have. We have like three stud receivers. Maybe now two and a half, if you call Cedric Wilson a half. No, I'm going to say Wilson is like. If I'm going to put Gallup in a B-plus tier, I'm going to put Wilson like in a B-minus. Like, he's not that far off. And not only that, he has a better... Gallup is better for those acrobatic sideline catches and stuff like that, which is really good when you have a quarterback who's, you know, not the most accurate. Um, but but, but is, is it time to start giving those guys that they have, they have Lazard, they have uh, Alan Lazard, and they have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Is what's going to come back at all? Who? Ronald uh, Cobb? Yeah. No, he's on IR. He's done. Okay, he's done. That's a shame. But they don't have... <laughs> but they keep it winning. Matter. He hasn't had people at all. <laughs> I know. He's, he's it, that good. He's they talented. just keep winning. 
But I agree, they're they're contenders yeah. for sure. Not just because of where they're at position wise and the number one seed, but like you said, Aaron Rodgers. The MVP he's, yeah, he's he's too good. Easily. All right. Uh, next up, Tampa Bay. I'm gonna say you got Tom Brady, your contender. You lost Godwin. Yep. And you just recently lost Antonio Brown. Yep. He's another one, man. He just makes. So all you have receiving core is like uh, Scotty Miller and Mike Evans. Who's Mike Evans is a little banged up, but he's he is. he's and he got Gronk. And then the running backs, uh, I think it's Ronald Jones is in more in now because um, the other LSU guy, Fournette. Fournette, is supposed to come back yeah. in the playoffs now. I'm surprised Tampa didn't call Dez. See what he was doing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's still signed. That'd be interesting. I'd give them if I had to like try to rate the contenders. I'd I'd give them a little less. Yeah, I don't think they're the, the class of the NFC by any means. Not, but I think, I think the injuries and who they lost now just to stupidity. And we'll see. We'll see what this quarterback can do. Is, I mean, that's, that's be, what he's known for. Yeah, but you know how he is on young receivers that aren't running the, you know, because they run a lot of option routes yeah. and they're not running the right thing. He's oh, abusive. He's, yeah, he's going to rip into you. So, can they pull it off? Do I don't it. know. It, it's going to be tough. And Antonio Brown's probably cheering against them because he thinks like, well, I was the one that made that team. I was. If you watch that, he actually, yeah, he laid into yeah, Mike Evans too. He said he was the one receiver yeah. that got it popping. Yeah. Like no, dude. Yeah, that's, that's the interview I'm talking about. He's yeah. Talking about. He's like, they brought me in here to win the Super Bowl. I won the Super Bowl. Who they come get? They come get a B for the Super Bowl, right? That kind of stuff. Like he was missing link to make that team what it was last year. Um, yeah, it definitely held. But I, I think Mike Evans is. A stud guy. He's had some off years. You you drafted him a couple yeah, times. I mean, he's really good. Yeah. Last year he did great, phenomenal. But he also is the captain on the team. Yeah. Like he obviously he was one of the guys who tried to stop Antonio Brown from leaving. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, dude. I mean, yeah, I, I watched that guy's you know two year career at A and M with Manziel, and everyone talked about how great Manziel was. No, Manziel just threw the ball up. Evans made the catch. Right. Well, he's six five. He just—it didn't matter who was on him. He made the catch. Right. He's a so tough he's guy. Very talented. Um, but again, I—I I, I don't think you can you can bypass that quarterback. So it's a fair contender. Yeah, they are. Their defense is is really good too. They're they're also missing some guys on defense too, which yeah. makes me think that's why I kind of think like the defense like they were rolling out last year near the end of the season is not the same they're as not nearly as impressive as they were no, last year. No, but exactly they've fallen off. I a think little. when you got a with a six seven time. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Seven, seven times Super Bowl. You're a contender. contender. I'll put them there like just barely. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eagles. Pretender. Yeah. I don't think there's. I mean, we stomped them. They might shock the world. Twice. They might shock the world this coming week. No, I don't think so. But they they don't have enough there. I mean, so they have uh, Devontae Smith. Don't forget Tampa oh, struggled Don, against uh, Dante, last year. Dante Smith. Don't forget Tampa struggled against Heineke last year. It was a close game, man. Washington almost pulled it off. Well, yeah, but no, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. They, I mean, he did. It was a good game. No, I'm, I'm just saying I don't know about what because if you think Tampa Bay is going to play the Eagles, like I think Heineke's better than Hurts, but that's just my personal opinion. I don't. The Eagles are done. Check them off the bottom. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're a pretender. I'm not saying they're going to do anything. But you never know. 
but contenders. Kind of, uh, contenders. it's a little impressive that the NFC East, who everyone calls the NFC least, has two playoff teams. Right? I, I guess we're not that bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, because usually this is like the seller of the NFC. You can't call a division bad when you got a 12 and 5 team and a 9 is, uh, what is it, 10 and 17? Yeah. Or 9 and 8. No, 10 and 7. Yeah, that's. It's, Two double-digit wins, that's not bad. Yeah, when you look at it, what we just said on the AFC side, in order to get into like the top seed, it was a 12-5 team. Yeah. Two 12-5 teams are the number one number two. Like, that ain't bad. I mean, the Eagles, they're 9... No, no, you're right. They're 9-8. Okay. Oh, the Eagles are 9-8? Okay. But they got one double-digit team. But 9-7-1 and seven and one gets you in the AFC. Yeah. <laughs> so... Hey, you guys can talk trash about the NFC East all you want, but we've still got two teams in the playoffs. All right, 49ers. Man, that's a tough one since they're playing Dallas. Um, I don't believe in Jimmy G. It hurts for me to say it because I, I traded him to you in our league. I want, well, I wanted the Cowboys. They're 10 and 7. Um, Debo Samuel scares the hell out of me. Oh, Ayuk? I mean, I've, I've got some stuff we're going to talk about the 49ers, too, so we'll get no, to that, folks. It's a bad match for the Cowboys. They have a scary offense. They have, they have a scary defense, too. Um, I'm going to put them in a contender. I think I, if they put it together, they're dangerous. It's weird. I, I agree with you there, too. Um, I feel like they can go either way. Like, they could have a terrible game. And Garoppolo could fall I mean, apart. I think, I think you're about to see a game where both of these teams can Or they match could. if both teams bring their A game. Or they, yeah. They're we're in for a damn good Sunday night. Yeah, game. it's going to be a good game. I guarantee you, folks, it's going to be a good game. Uh, Rams. Now, they're limping in. They're yeah. really they're really struggling of late. They they had a chance to get a better seeding, and they lost. So now they're in the number four seed. They were taking care of San Francisco first half, 17 to nothing. I don't. I don't trust Stafford that much. It's a tough one, man. This is tough. I, I, I'm fifty-fifty on this one. I'm gonna go a complete opposite here. I'm gonna go go against my logic. So my logic says record indicates Stafford record and while Stafford has had struggles but he played for one of the worst teams in fran- you know not franchise history in the history NFL of the NFL history. and they have Cooper Cup the number one receiver they've Odell Beckham now is catching touchdowns like almost every game Eckler's back but I think they don't have the chemistry in the whole team like, yeah. for some reason, who I think one of the best coaches out there, they can't put it together. They just can't seem to get it together, and I don't I don't feel like they have it. I think so you're going for tender. I think I'm going for tender on that one. I'm 50-50, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go I'm gonna go for tender. All right, Cardinals. Man, they are limping in the playoffs. Are they? Yeah, they're one and four. After beating us? 
They were one and four in the last five games. From a ten and one start, they are one and four in the last five. I'm gonna say contender. I'm gonna say contender. Wow. Okay. I think. They're, well, I'm mistaken. This is our first disagreement. No, the second. Well, the second. I, I mean, oh, the Rams. Oh, okay, you went the other. Okay. You're, you're more like a 51, 49 percent, something like that. Yeah. I think the Cardinals. They can somehow. It's like the. Murray magic, like Kyler Murray has some magic sometimes, and it's difficult to like. You can't capture that with statistics, and he's been out a couple of games and. They have they don't have Hopkins, but I think Hopkins might be coming back. I think he's out, man. I don't think he's at all. We'll, we'll see. You know these things are misleading. I mean, sometimes. yeah, now they're one and four in the last five. They might be. They have a good running game. They have a good defense. It's I actually think they could do it. I I can't explain why Kyler Murray can do some of the things he can do. Like he's great. He got a great arm and he can escape the pocket. So I can't count them out. It, I would say this right now. I would much rather, as a Cowboy fan, face them. So I was gonna say the opposite. Like I, I'd rather. Well, so before this, if if everyone, uh, if we go back in time, the last we time, thought we'd be playing what's his name at quarterback. I yeah exactly. I didn't think we were gonna be playing Garoppolo because he had a he's a torn like ligament in his thumb. It's also broken, but yet he goes out there and wins the game. Does like a great two minute drive. And you're like, whoa, I thought this guy was going to be out of the game. Now, I'm going to be interested. I'm sure we're going to talk about the Cowboys and the 49ers in a moment. But I'm very interested. I, I'm, I'd rather see him in the pocket than see Murray in the pocket for what we have on defense. Because he's not going to be able to escape. If that pocket comes collapsing in, Murray can like escape out and go, right? Yeah. Garoppolo can't do that. No, Garoppolo can't. Garoppolo's going to get killed. Yeah. So if we can, if we can maintain him and we have a good rush of Lawrence and, and, and Gregory coming off the edge and then... Parsons come up the middle with Gallimore and stuff. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to ask you one more team. Obviously, the last team Sorry. I saved. I saved it for last, uh-huh. but I'm going to jump topics for you. So you, we're going to we're going to talk about this one, and then we're going to jump topics. And we'll come back to it. Okay. The Cowboys, contenders or pretenders? So do you want me to answer now or wait? No, answer now. Contenders. I still think if this team, like I said earlier, if this team shows up. And plays to their level. All right, you're talking about this team that just killed the Philly. That just killed the Eagles. They didn't lose by much. To if that team shows up with the yeah. team that killed uh, Washington. Let's think They didn't lose that. that they, they lost by two to Tampa. They lost by three to Philly. Or to um, Arizona. Like, they're in. Again, it comes down to what's the only blowout we had this year against Denver, right? Yeah. The rest of them, you can say we were in, we were in the, the Raiders game. Until, you know. We have a ch- I mean, it's something we should have probably lost the Chargers game, the Patriots game, but we should have probably won the Raiders game. Yeah, but now now we're seeing the Raiders didn't make the, I mean, uh, not the Raiders, the Chargers didn't yeah. make the playoffs. So, did we, of the teams we beat, let's see who's in the playoffs. The Eagles. Mm-hmm. Beat the Patriots. And that's it. That's it. So we beat two teams that, were in, that are currently in the playoffs. We beat them. So we could say we beat two playoff teams out of all those wins. It's not that impressive. You could probably go through the it's rest of the list. You could probably do that for a lot of the teams that are in the playoff, man. You probably could. If you went through and did the research, you probably could. I'm just so... 
on the fence. I can't seem to jump one way or another because what I know of the Cowboys is they beat bad teams yeah. really well. We've shown that this year, blowing people out. Like putting up 56 points, 51 points. Man, we've killed a lot of those teams. But can you do that now against a better opponent? And San Francisco is a pretty damn good opponent. Like, yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt. It, I, not, I wanted to play that we were going to play Trey Lance. Yeah, but I didn't realize that Garoppolo's got like. See, Trey Lance scares me more than Garoppolo. He's in some vat of like miraculous, lo- like like I don't know that uh, chemical yeah, or something. It's like that, uh, the Lazarus pit. Yeah, he's so like, go yeah, yeah, he yeah. goes in there. Oh, it's fine. Like on his throwing hand. It just takes one Parsons hit. And then uh, besides that, I would have rather played the Eagles, and then you know we can go down the yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, here we go. All right. Which is almost possible if Tampa would have lost. All right, switch gears because we're going to come back. We're going to definitely come back to this. But uh, head coach firings, that just this is like the firing line. Just yeah, I was going to bring this up a minute ago just to start out real quick with Zim- Zimmerman getting fired in Minnesota. Mike Fisher's reporting he's already probably a candidate to replace uh, Dan Quinn. He's probably going to go to Denver. Yeah, we already, had, we already had Zimmerman. Yeah, but I mean, he's a good defensive coordinator. Yeah. <sighs> I just I, again, I go back, man. Like I said earlier in the cast, like why? I mean, yes, I'm sure being a head coach, you know, has a lot more clout, obviously. Got more, more dollars. More, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I think Jerry could match whatever Denver's going to give him. They're not going to back the Brinks truck up for Dan Quinn. So if they offered him, I mean, Jerry could match whatever he wanted. Yeah, it'd be fine with it. Not, not, not. Yeah, but I, I didn't like Zimmerman. I don't like that defense versus what we have now. I whoever, if Quinn leaves, his replacement needs to already be. Like we said, though, Quinn, needs, Harris, Quinn needs another somebody. year. Quinn needs another year. Yeah, I wouldn't leave if I was him. To that. really I, prove it, like I dude, leave. you got these stud guys. Yeah. Why would you want to leave? Parsons, and like. Diggs. You have Diggs, obviously. And then, Lawrence. Gallimore. Yeah, you, you still have all these, all this talent. Why would you want to go there and try to rebuild something that's... You know, I mean, obviously, the teams that are being... They're firing their head coaches. They're, they don't have a lot of talent there. No, I mean, Denver's like probably the worst situation. It's a rebuild. And, and the thing is, thing about it now is, like, there's, like, no amount of leverage like that... As a coach, you could say, hey, give me four years. And you sign no, the deal, what, what are you and they're like, now? yeah, give me four years. Okay, I'll take four years. Yes, I'll have it ready in four years. They're too impatient. These years, all these owners now are just like, you know what? No. Two yeah. years, two losing records. We're losing sales. We're, we're not getting, you know, all of the things we should be getting, like jersey sales and the marketing and all that stuff, and it just goes down the tank. They're just like, nope, we're done with you. Yeah. So you don't have that, like, longevity given, like, promise to you that you guarantee, hey, I'm going to stay here. Because even if they guarantee your contract, Guess what? They'll just pay it out. I mean, honestly, Fire the Fangio, whatever his name is, it was a bad hire for Denver anyway. They shouldn't have done it. Yeah, so, yeah. Fangio, yeah, um, let's get to some others before we get to that one. Yeah. Uh, Nagy from the Bears is gone. And the Bears just seem like a bad organization, too. And we thought Red Rocket was going to go in there and <laughs> do something. I, I, don't, I, I don't know about Justin Fields. We'll see. We'll see. No, it's... The, no, he's not ready yet. They have some decent 
They got Montgomery's a good running back, but they have a decent defense. But Nagy didn't. He never produced really anything good. Like and yeah, he's like he's probably saying like, dude, I just got my quarterback. Yeah. Give me a little time. How long has he been there? A couple of years. Yeah, like three or four years. I think. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit. Um, but like you said, Fangio with the Broncos, they never had a quarterback. No. Which, what's if you look at this, all the firings. And you're a defense like for Quinn, you're a defensive minded coach. Like let's break this down. The Vikings, they they signed Cousins to a huge contract. Yeah. Is he worth it? No. Is he that good? No. Fired. But you also have a defensive minded head coach. Yes, exactly. That's another big point. Yeah. All of these guys that are getting fired are defensive-minded yeah. coaches. Um, Fangio, the Broncos, they didn't have a quarterback. They never did. And then Nagy, he didn't have one until just now, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? And the last one, Brian Flores from the Dolphins. That's surprising because Miami came on here at the end of the year. Man. Yeah, I mean, they, won eight of, they won eight of nine. Yeah, I mean... So yes, they started out one of seven. They ended up eight, and eight of nine in the last part of the season. He seemed like a good coach, but when I guess when you stack up the three years he's been there, they didn't make the playoffs any of those years. So is this is an interesting comment that I heard Colin Cowherd say? The owner is a huge real estate guy, and we know about real estate. You buy property, you sell it, you flip it, you boom. You're like it's transactional. It's very fast. You're like hey. You know, it's not working. Got to get rid of it. Got to move on. But that's not how really great organizations run. If you look through any sport, you have to have a head coach that's been in the league for a long time, that's built up the players, built up the system and the culture. So if you're saying that over three years, they didn't get it going, they're not winning, well, guess what? He didn't control the players that were brought in. Yeah. I mean, Tua was, yes... He did really good at Alabama, but he's not that. Everyone said from the beginning, he's not that no. prototypical good quarterback that's going to get you wins like that. And so then he's like, "Well, dude, you're you're giving me these guys that I don't believe in, but I got to make it work." And yet they still won eight of nine to finish off the season. What else did you want him to do? If he's building towards something and he's getting yeah. better and better, but yet you're just going to say, "Nope, I don't have the patience." That's the thing that owners don't have the patience anymore to stick with a coach. He'll go back to New England and do well as a defensive coordinator. No, I think he'll get a head coach position. Flores? Yeah. Okay. I think he will. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, he's like, look, look what I had to work with. Yeah. They had Waddle this year, who was actually had the most catches of any rookie receiver. They didn't have the yardage Jamar Chase had, but he had the yeah. most catches. So they he did with that. And the running back situation, like he had some guys getting injured and all that stuff. He had Gusecki, he's a, a good free agent tight end. Why would why would we that we need pay him when we can keep Schultz probably for less? Who knows? I, I don't know. They're, I don't know when they're gonna be asking. Yeah. But I'll definitely that because that guy's a little more down the field. I mean I I didn't Like Schultz is like, I'll give you ten yards. Yeah. I'll get I'm thinking financially wise. Like, I'm thinking like, oh, Gasecki, he can give me 25 yards. Plus, my quarterback's very comfortable with, with, with Schultz. It's true. You tell me you can't get comfortable with Gasecki? No, I'm not saying he can. I'm saying that that's an unknown. I have a, I have a proven commodity right here. And we're going to go back to real estate and stuff. So I have, if I have a property that's making money, I'm not going to sell it, right? 
I'm doing what I can to keep it. So, I mean, Schultz is that commodity. He's that, that piece of property. That's no, unless Schultz says, hey, you know what? He might want more. Who knows? I got to cash in. Yeah, I mean, all power to him. I mean, more power to him. I, mean, I, I would do the same. I think Gesicki could probably say, hey, I can come over here. I just, I just lost my head coach. Yeah. Come over here. At least I know it's. Well, I, I also think this is a like, ball. You have to have. Too. Well, no, you have to have some stability, and you know that Jerry Jones doesn't just trade coaches out that quickly. He, he lets them ride it out, and yeah. if they're not winning, then they're done. I mean, he lets the Jason Garris of the world ride it out. Oh gosh, that was eight and eight. That's him. But eight he eight. didn't let you know. Uh, well, Jimmy. I mean, obviously Jimmy was it was a, a clash of heads. Yeah. Parcells wanted to leave out whenever he wanted to leave. He, Parcells could probably still be here if he wanted to. Right, Dave Campo was a puppet. Chan Gailey didn't get along with Aikman too well. It wasn't the same philosophy. No, he wasn't a good coach. Yeah, uh, Wade Phillips was just, "Hey guys, I'm here." Just like you're not gonna win a team with that attitude. <laughs> you almost sound like him. Uh, Garrett. I mean, Garrett was like not a great coach. All right, let's get into the awards for the year. So uh, Tom Pulisario from uh, NFL.com. MVP is Aaron Rodgers. I agree, 100%. Yeah, th- there's some talk that did Brady you know. have any chance? I don't think so either. Uh, I just haven't seen... Brady has, has, has had much more talent. Brady, yeah, Brady has more yeah. talent. Rodgers doesn't, but yet there's no real fall-off from Rodgers. Like there's him. a shame Rodgers doesn't have more championships. It's a damn shame. It's, it's also something that I've heard... That is true. Rodgers is really good when they're up, mm-hmm. but he's not so good when they're down or tied. So there's a little bit of a pressure situation. They got beat by Kansas, uh, not Kansas City. Um, who did they get beat by last year? Uh, the Bucks beat them to get to the uh, championship. So I Rogers Rogers is really good, but. Does he have? I still think this does year. Does he have the it to get them to another Super Bowl? Yeah, MVP wise though, he has the it. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's, he's destroying it. Um, Defensive Player of the Year, T.J. Watt. Ah, uh, I don't like this one. Seventeen and a half sacks, mm. but close second was Parsons. Yeah, I think Parsons. So there was a uh, eight votes to uh, to T.J. Watt, four to Parsons. I, is it a slight? I don't know. But when you look at it, they're two different players. Like, two different positions. But you, you're asking Parsons to do much more than you ask. Yeah, no, but, yeah, exactly. Because that, that's Which what... Is I, more valuable. I, we talked about this, like, a yeah. few uh, a few episodes ago. Is I was like, hey, look, Parsons is a linebacker yeah. that you said has to play a, a defensive end. And you could, everyone could argue, yeah, but so is C.J. Watt. Because yeah. they run a 3-4. But a 3 is really just he's a glorified linebacker but he's really a defensive end that's what they use him as he rushes he rushes the quarterback that's what he does that's why he has 17 and a half sacks Parsons though is like in coverage he run multiple positions on this team he's going from D tackle like they put him on D tackle they put him right in left in like linebacker so look at the difference that as we stated earlier, that Parsons has made in this defense. Yes, Quinn came over, different philosophy, different thought. But a lot of that has to be put at the, at the, at the door of, of Michael Parsons and what he's been able to do. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. It's just, 
I don't agree with it, but I guess it's one of those things like, well, he's going to win defensive rookie of the year, so they hope. Yeah, because, well, you know, 17 and a half sacks, you yeah. can't deny it. Yeah. Uh, offensive rookie of the year is um, Matt Jones. Uh, Jamar Chase was actually a close second. Like, I think he I'll lost. Give it to Chase. He lost by two votes. No, this is this is what happened. Oh, it's done. It's done. Oh, I didn't know it was done. No, man. no, these are these are. I was not aware. Yeah, this, is, over. this is it. So Parsons lost. Part, no, well, we'll get so, to, well, he, lo- he, he lost the what? No, for well, not for the year. for yeah, defensive yeah. player of the year, but offensive rookie of the year went to Mac Jones, and uh, mm. Jamar Chase was right there. Now, you can't say Mac Jones' numbers aren't gaudy, but he took a team that was supposed to be a dumpster fire, right? Because after... Yeah. Think about this. Let's just go back in time. They lost Tom Brady, the best quarterback ever, probably. Yeah. And it was like, bring in Mac Jones, who they traded down to get, and put him in the system. And it's like, Mac Mac Jones was not even one of those guys who said, oh, you know, oh yeah, he's going to... Lighted up this year as a rookie. Took them to the playoffs in his first year. Like, okay, yeah, I guess. I also think he fits Belichick's system. He does, he does. So Belichick was smart. But either way, he's still a rookie. Yeah. Um, Defensive player of the year is Parsons. Micah Parsons. He won. Defensive, I'm sorry, defensive rookie of the year, yes. He won. He won the last line. Yeah, he won that. There was no one any close. And then. Coach and executive of the year went to Bill Part. Um, not Bill Parsons. I'm sorry, oh. Bill Belichick. Yeah, next yeah, to that. Again, turning around. Yeah. A team that was supposed to be like, oh, they're going to be rebuilding. They're going to be probably dumpster fire. So they haven't done like comeback player of the year yet. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. Okay. So that was by uh, Tom Pulisario. Okay. I'm sure it's an Italian name. I don't know. Yeah. How it sounds, sounds right. That's it. That's it. All right, let's jump into it. Well, what were we going to come back to? You said we are going to come back to something for, for Cowboys, about pre, uh, pretender or contender. Yeah, I know. We're about to get into Cowboys mm. versus 49ers. Okay, okay. All right, 49ers are 10-7. I want to run through the teams they beat. Okay. They beat the Lions? Not. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's fine. We probably would have. They're they're yeah they're a tough they're a tough team though. They're, they're, I mean, for a bad team they're yeah. tough. Um, they beat the Eagles. Okay. We did that twice. Yeah, it's fine. They beat the Bears. Okay. Eh, it's fine. They beat the Rams. That's a step up. Yep. They beat the Jags. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so far they're beating upon who they should. Yep. They beat the Vikings. Okay. Right. We beat them with Cooper Rush. Not too bad. Yeah, we <laughs> destroyed them. Then. They beat the Bengals. Pretty good team. I want to know what was that early in the year or late in the year. Uh, I don't have it down. If it's early in the year. I'm not as impressed if it's if it was late in the year. More impressed. They beat the Falcons, which yeah. we we destroyed. destroyed. They beat the Fel- uh, the Texans. Okay. Uh, they beat the Rams actually twice. So. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. That's impressive. So they're 2-0. Division games, though, is always good. Yeah, those always get tough. Now, let's look at who they lost to. They lost to the Packers. Okay. Which makes sense. Uh, they lost to the Seahawks. Kind of surprising Division there. Game. Sometimes Division sometimes game. you lose one of those where you should have won. Maybe. Game. 
They lost to the Cardinals twice. Division. They lost to the Colts. Uh, actually, they lost to the Seahawks twice, too. So they lost to the Cardinals twice, Seahawks twice, and then they lost to the Titans. So they're only two and four in their division? And they lost to the Titans. Okay. That's understandable. Now, those losses are against some pretty damn good teams. Because yeah. if you go back through it, the Titans are a playoff team. Cardinals are a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Packers, number one seed. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good resume if you talk about this year. Okay. Their offense is seventh in the league, putting up 25.1 points per game. So the number one offense against the number seven offense. Okay. They're only allowing 21.5 um, points. Their running game. On offense, 127 yards per game. It's going to be 200. That's seventh in the league. They have Elijah Mitchell, who almost had a thousand yards. Just missed. He missed a few games, so he didn't quite get thousand yards. And then Jimmy G, he's playing pretty good. He's got 3,800 yards passing, 20 TDs, and 12 interceptions. And they got so a pretty good they're, they're a run first team. Yeah, they're a run first team, which is the opposite of. Us like yeah. we can't seem to stop. We want to be a run first team. No, well, well, yes, but I'm saying like mm. defensively, we're not good at stopping the run. That's why this game is so dangerous. Yeah, they run the ball really well. Not to mention they do have Kittle as a wide receiver. Kittle scares me because like we saw what what's his name did with Atlanta like before. Yeah, yeah they have uh, Samuel, Debo Samuel, He's as you scared. mentioned before. And they have Ayuk, who's really good, too. And they have another receiver, but not not too good. I'm kind of really worried about that. I'm really worried about their offense running the ball, which we haven't been able to really stop. Yeah. Like, we don't have a good run-stop defense. And like we just talked about, um, one of the with the D-tackle um, you mentioned earlier. Gallimore. Gallimore. That dude can clog some lanes, yeah. but if he's not in there, I mean, like I said, I, 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 as soon as I heard that, I went, I went online and started like looking, and there was no reports of him being injured. So, I know Keanu Neal had had a little bit of concern at, at one point. I know his arm was hurting or something. They put like a really big, like fluffy looking thing on his arm. He finished the game out, so I'm not worried about him playing. Like we can obviously get after the quarterback. But if they're saying, no, we're just going to run the ball yeah, down, no, no, that, that would like be smart. just run it down your throat, and you can't stop the run. Yeah. I would say, from San Francisco's perspective, I would not try to, hey, this is going to be, if this becomes a shootout, it's Dallas's game. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if, okay, but it also depends on what Dak shows up. And we all know, you're going to know what kind of Dak shows up in the second possession. That's the Dak we're going to get. If it's a good Dak, Second possession, we're going to score. If it's a bad deck, he's going to throw an interception, fumble. We're going to go three and out. So we'll, we'll know pretty quickly what kind of uh, what kind of game we're going to have from our quarterback. So. Yeah. I'm not worried, yes. I mean, I'd be worried if we were playing the Cardinals. I'd be worried if we were playing the Eagles. Any team I'd be worried about because they're all in the playoffs. You know, like I was saying originally, I thought, oh, this is a perfect game. Because I thought we're not going against Jimmy G. And then, although Jimmy G is I'll like... I'll flip the script and I'm more worried about playing Trey Lance and his ability to get out of the pocket and run. That scares me. Jimmy G is a statue. Right? If we can get to him early, often, and, and, and you know, 
Yeah, often. Like, it, it's a different ball game. Yeah, yeah. but if, if they play... So if they play an offense that says, you know what, we're just going to run, 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 and we'll play action you, then everyone's creeping up on the line, and they're, they're going to get beat. Sometimes they can get beat on, you know, like you said, Diggs will jump a route. Anthony Brown then, will do uh, pass interference. That was one game. Um, that's my problem against this offense is they kind of can do what we don't do well on defense. We don't stop the run well. So if they start running the ball and then we start creeping in, then they start actually throwing it, it could be oh, it could be detrimental. My, my, the scariest part of this whole game is Kittle. That scares the hell out of me. Because yeah. we are historically not good against tight ends. Yeah, because that's the other thing, right? So when you're when you're in like their... Who's going to guard him? They're, I guess they call it 12 personnel. It's like you got a running back and you have two tight ends or something like that. And that Kittle... Who's gonna run up the field on you? So Parsons then is like, well, I gotta cover him, I guess. Or you can have Count O'Neill, or you're gonna have someone else try to cover. Him. Well, then now who's covering yeah, the I'm run? Or and then if they're getting quick passes out, if we don't have time to get our, you know, a rush there on the on the pass side, like getting our. We're talking I about like a defensive like end. Single high safety. I don't see us like. I think our strong safety is probably gonna be down in the box. It's like Curse. He's gonna be down in the box. You're going to have Hooker or KZ back there by himself. Yeah. You're going to have to. You're going to have to put... Yeah, Curse is going to yeah, have to... A cover one defense, like, you, it could be dangerous. Because if, if one of those receivers, like we just talked about, gets loose, and he he has time, they, they even give him a little time. Yeah. Like, say D-Law can't get there, and Parsons is... Hey, I can't run into Blitz because I got to cover these other guys. I got to cover Kittle or one of these other guys. And how? Then you know. I'm gonna say this. This is gonna be my. Micah Parsons should have won Defensive Player of the Year game. I think he he wreaks havoc in this game. It's gonna be interesting. Now let's flip it. I want to flip the conversation over to Just now. Just FYI, Georgia won. Oh. 33-18. Wow. Heads up. That's amazing. Pick six to win it, but it was 33-18. Oh, was wow. Pretty impressive. Wow. Man, should have bet on Georgia. The line was good. Man. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Wouldn't even know how to if I wanted to, but I'm just throwing it out there. So, they actually have the third best defense in yards per game. So, we're going to go against the number one offense mm-hmm. versus the number three defense. This I mean, is, hey, on paper, this looks like a battle. But again, as I said earlier, it depends on what Cowboy team shows up. If they show up and they're, they're on all cylinders... I know this is going to be one of those games because we've said we could beat up bad teams, but yeah. this is actually lining up to be a really good team. This is yeah. going to be a hell of a matchup. It's going to be a good game. Like it's, we're going to have to, like you said, everything has to be clicking. Yeah. Like, the... Punt block game, like the, you know. Well, it, it, just don't run into the kicker. Yeah. Right? Special teams, like, does it have to be You ever notice block? how close we are to blocking every yeah. field goal? Yeah. Well, we lead the league in, in punt blocks. I'm not talking about punt blocks. I'm talking about field goals. We're almost there on every damn field goal. Just watch it. We're yeah. almost there on every damn field goal. Yeah, pretty good. But I think everything has to be clicking. Dak's got to be 100%. Yeah. Looking good. Our run game has. I mean, it's, it's, it's really going to be a lot tougher than I was originally. When I started breaking it down, this team, the 49ers, they're good. That's what I said. Everything I watched today, 
when I was on lunch, I was going through all the YouTube videos about it, you know, all the morning shows and NFL Network, ESPN, all that. And everyone's saying this is a bad matchup for the Cowboys, bad matchup for the Cowboys. But it is because they run the ball the, the ball well, and we don't. Yeah. We're, and they have a good enough. they have a good defense, and we have really good offense. It so should be entertaining. Now, um, just something else to kind of think about with this: is any kind of coaching going to come down to, I was about to our say, coach is better than their <laughs> well, I'm not McCarthy. Wrapper on his mouth. Um, like is McCarthy going to make any mistakes? Oh, I also want to talk about kicking game. Can we trust yeah, Zerline? I, I, I think we've already established. We can we trust him? We can't trust him. We can't trust him. Like if the game better not come to that. If it's four seconds, and if it's a fifty yarder, I'm gonna be like, I'm, I'm feeling good. If it's a thirty-five, I'm not. Well, no, even forty yarders, he's missed. Yeah. So I, I just, I, the kicking game is ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about that. It's like ridiculous. But as far as the, I feel pretty optimistic, man. I feel pretty optimistic. I'm so happy it's a Sunday game because we're off on Monday. I didn't want the Monday night game. Um, so I'm happy that I'm off that Monday. Well, it's a Sunday 325 kick. Yeah, it's it's a typical Sunday game of the week type scenario. And yeah, we're going to get together on that one. Sure. Off on Monday, so it's awesome. I don't know if you're off on Monday as well. I am, yeah. Yeah, so it's perfect timing. Yeah, Goldman gave us off. So I was very excited when I saw that. I was like, please, either be a Saturday night game or be the Sunday afternoon game. Do not be the Monday night game. Because I was going to take off on Tuesday if that was the case. I was going to put that in, in the mix and take that day off. But, uh, yeah, I guess predictions? Uh, I I still think, despite all this stuff I've said, yeah. I still think the Cowboys can beat the 49ers. And we didn't even talk about how this is like a rivalry game. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know how many like conference championships came down, Cowboys versus 49ers. Yeah, the 94 game. Now. Every year it was versus these guys. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go 28 24 Dallas. All right. 28 24, pretty close. Yeah. I'm going to say Dallas is going to, have to come back from behind. I'll go 31 28. Okay. All right. All right, man. Well, there we go. We'll see what happens on Sunday afternoon. Hopefully, um, we're coming back here next week and talking about Dallas victory and who of, we play next. Yeah, who we play next, <laughs> which, based on our seed, will not be Green Bay, thank God. So we'll see what happens there. So, anyway, guys, thank you so much. Happy New Year, by the way. Hope you all are uh, taking care of yourselves, and uh, we'll talk soon.